from MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Kevin Farrell, here today with Wilts Cotrer, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, an IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking about useful apps and apps that make our lives easier. Are you having trouble downloading an app or just can't figure it out? Well, we've got you covered. From what makes an app useful to good apps versus bad apps and everything in between. Give us a call this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring You can ask us any app questions that have been bothering you. It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464 or email the show. It's everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after this news. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial one mpb ring That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilts Cotrer, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking apps. What makes a useful app? Good apps versus bad apps? Free versus paid? And uh, everything in between. So give us a call this morning with your questions and comments about apps and your general tech questions. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can always email the show, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. If you missed part of the show or want to hear a past episode, one way to always find it is our website, mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. So good morning, guys. How are we doing this morning? Man, doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. very well. Good to see you in studio, Jeremy. Thank you, thank you. A uh, couple of stories I'd like to quickly share. The first one is um, no Facebook friend of mine alerted me to whoever that dude that was supposedly killing Facebook off, and it was just a scam. But I, I, I had to actually Google the name because a friend of mine put in his thing, you know, stop sending me a, a things about oh, yeah. Jaden K. Smith. Right. And so I'm like, who is that? I, I Googled it. And then so I, first I was upset. And then someone said, well, no, you just have a lot of smart Facebook friends that knew that was a scam. So they knew not to forward it on. So to all of my Facebook friends out there, thank you. We are we are the true class of the Facebook of the family. The other one was and Wilts, you kind of helped me with this. The um, I couldn't for a number of weeks get the colored background on my Facebook updates. It would not, whatever reason... Yeah, he was dotless. The dots would not show oh, up. No. So yeah. I, I, I launched a small protest, and apparently someone at Facebook <laughs> saw it because several days later, hallelujah, the dots were there. So mm. now I'm trying to be restrained, though. I don't want to put a colored background behind every, you know, because it, it'll... It's like the boy who cried wolf, I think. You really need to save that colored background for those... For you the know, those, important stuff. That's right, the ones that you want to pop and stand out on, on your timeline. So Like the one I put on up, it's like... You have to be careful and don't accept a friend request from John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt <laughs> because otherwise his name will become your name too. <laughs> Very good. I, I wonder how many of us are old enough to, to recognize that reference, but that was a good one. Well, that's why I put it on up in there. I said, look, for anybody younger reading this, if you don't understand, find someone with gray hair that will explain it to you. <laughs> Watching PBS as a kid definitely, uh, <laughs> yes. definitely heard that song a time or two. <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah. 
All right, so we're going to be talking about apps today, uh, the ones that uh, that are useful, that make our lives easier, maybe your favorite app. If you have a question about an app that maybe is not working well or if you think an app is somehow slowing down your phone, or if you have a general tech question, you can give us a call this morning. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Actually, we have an early caller on the line, and it's our buddy Frank in Jackson. Good morning, Frank. Hey, team. How you doing today? Doing Wonderful. good. What do you have for us? Uh, against my best wishes, my wife put Kapersky antivirus on our three I wanted to get rid of it. I went on the Internet, and everyone is saying, yeah, you can do the normal ways to get it off, but if they want it to stick to a computer, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, so... They're suggesting that I clear out everything and put everything back new. I'm not following here. Are you saying that you're trying to remove it or that you're trying to keep it on your computer but disable it? To remove it totally. Okay. If you go to Google and you look up the Kaspersky removal tool, it should automate that process for you. Yeah, but that's Kaspersky. Mm -hmm. What are you having a problem with? I got a problem with I got a problem with Russia. Yes, I, I certainly. <laughs> yeah, but their tool will actually remove. That's actually um, I know Russia's been in the media quite a bit, but Kaspersky is actually a very well established company. Um, and you know, I, I don't necessarily share those particular concerns. I guess you could say their removal tool is pretty legit. Um, I have not. And years and years and years of being familiar with that tool, as long as well as several others, ever seen any evidence that there's anything malicious going on behind them? Um, the way people are, especially with with some of your um, more talented programmers out there, if there was something hidden under the covers, it had been long pointed out. I mean, I think you would be totally safe utilizing their removal tool. Um, as a as an addition to that, you could always remove it and then at the same time run another free program called C Cleaner. And then it has a registry cleaner as well that will go in there and look for any remnants that are left behind. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. There's, uh, there's also another program. If for some reason you don't want to use Kaspersky's, as if you feel it's going to leave something behind, uh, you can get Revo Uninstaller. That's R-E-V-O. And that's a really good program that will go in and remove all that stuff without using any of their utilities. Although, would you recommend when something is a, a company, a, the company that is the antivirus then has the removal tool, would it would it not be better to, to oh, use their tool? It absolutely would. But with a suspicion about something remaining, it, that's a program that's not related to Kaspersky that would nuke it. Okay. Yeah, I use Revo for removing everything. If you I can't uninstall it, go with Revo. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about apps today, and again, we've got some open phone lines and ready for your calls at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So why don't we start out to maybe ask both of you. We'll start with you, Jeremy. What do you think makes an app useful? Uh, any app that makes your life easier, uh, that can help you cut down on time or tracking or, you know, help free up your brain for uh, non-digital things, uh, it's very helpful in my opinion. Personally, I use um, my phone, uh, I'd say, a lot more than most people do. 
Uh, I use the calendar almost exclusively to remind me of appointments and things like that because I just it ain't a steel trap up here anymore. <laughs> I, I I can't keep track of all of that stuff. Also, uh, keeping track of my jobs and certain things that I do, um, I have apps that will help me organize the processes that I need to go through, what I've got on the bench currently, and so forth. So um, definitely convenience and, and uh, ease of use and uh, making one's life easier. And, uh, Wilts, I, I imagine there are so many different apps now that uh, you, no matter what profession you're in or your avocation, that sort of thing, you're going to be able to find something that, as Jerry was saying, will make your life a little bit use, more, easier, uh, make things uh, more useful, easier to get along. Oh, definitely. I mean, really, at the end of the day, isn't that what technology should be about, is making our lives easier. You don't want it to necessarily complicate it. <laughs> Um, you know, in our line of work, we see it can definitely complicate it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, from the IT side, I mean, I use a I use assorted scanners on there to you know look at the stability of my network. Sometimes love it for note taking. It's so just convenient. I've I've gotten um, you know between notes and oh, I need to remember something. I'll snap a picture of it. I'll use the pictures almost as my own notes and putting that in there. Um, you know, to remember to go do something. Oh, the to do list. <laughs> can't live without it right and i mean it really i mean it's a gps it gets me wherever i need to go i mean and you know i remember those math teachers back in the day they told me it's not like whenever you get older you're gonna have a calculator everywhere you go <laughs> well i got something to tell you miss nichols yes we do i got a calculator everywhere i go now those short-sighted teachers and by the way don't get me wrong miss nichols was one of my favorite teachers but she did say you won't have a calculator everywhere but yes i do not only that but all the math that you're supposed to take when you do anything technology related you just like don't use 99.99% of it. Like, you know, they wanted me to take trigonometry in college. Never once have I used trig fixing a computer. Well, I still Never. don't really know what X equals, and I don't know why either. <laughs> so, well, it's like I'm in, I'm taking accounting classes right now, and the, the most advanced Bless math. Bless your soul. I know, I'm brave. But the most advanced math we've had to do is division. Right. You know, um, I mean, that's, that's about as, as deep as it goes. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some reason out there for the Pythagorean theorems and everything else. And, um, you know, but also I'd say it makes life easier and that sort of thing. But also, you know, if you have some downtime, um, there are a number of apps, little games out there that you can do. So uh, waiting uh, maybe at the doctor's office or other times that we have some spare time, it's always great to have something that you can just fiddle around with and, and waste some time on your phone. Well, there is a lot to be said for that. Just kind of, uh, you know, I think it has definitely made the the doctors' waiting rooms a lot more, um, a lot more bearable. Uh, unfortunately, people use it also in traffic, which I think that, you know we need to kind of probably avoid that particular yeah, aspect. Saw that exactly. quite a bit on the highway coming up here. Get off your phones, people. Driving yeah. and texting do not mix. Well, I will tell you what, I'm. Uh, I, Thing I mentioned it on Facebook, y'all might have saw it, but I'm test driving that iOS 11. Yeah, which, eh, it's a little flaky, but I do love that. Do not disturb while driving. It detects when my car is driving. I get no alerts from the phone. It doesn't do a thing. In fact, if somebody were to send me a, a text during that, it'll actually shoot a note back, which I have customized, which is kind of fun. But it'll shoot a note back to say, "Look, I'm driving right now. Paying attention to the road. I'll get with you whenever I get there." And you know, so that's just it. I mean, these, these apps are great, and we mentioned GPS apps. We do need to be careful. You know, that they don't become a distraction. Have you gotten any compliments from your auto text? Like, good for you, but how did you send this back if you're not? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, I, I have gotten that from a few people. But really, you know, I mean, I haven't got one from a coworker this morning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, I've gotten a couple of it back. Like, man, that's cool. Where'd you get that? It's like, it's on iOS 11. 
Huh? Don't jump there yet. <laughs> Give it some time. Yeah, I would not recommend that to the uh, the tech weary. Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, as we go along, the fact that why people are still texting and driving is, is beyond me because invariably when you're on the road and you see someone swerving or doing other some sort of dumb thing, invariably when you pass them, there's the phone in their hand. So uh, we need to take a break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about apps. If you're listening out there this morning, what's your favorite app? Have you found one that's useful or fun to play with? Uh, give us a call and let us know. Also, if you're having any trouble with apps, maybe you think they're slowing down your phone, or if you have a general tech question for us this morning, you can give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be back with more after this. Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilts Gatrayer, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We're looking for your phone calls this morning as we talk about apps. So if you have a favorite app that you'd like to share with us, or if you have a general tech question, give us a call today. The number is one eight seven seven MPB Ring. Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can always email the show, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So we're talking about apps. I wonder if each of you could pick out maybe one of your favorite apps and uh, and tell us about it and uh, why you think uh, it's uh, valuable to you. Uh, Wiltz, why don't we start with you? We, well, just, we just have to pick one? What? Just one? <laughs> this is so cruel. <laughs> well, one that kind of, there, there's, dang, just one. Okay. I my wife actually introduced me to this one, and it's actually kind of cool. And it's text my future self. Uh-huh. And you set it up, and it's like, I need a reminder. But how many of us, you know, just like Jeremy, I live by my calendar because I am about, you know, um, I got a mind like a steel trap, um, rusting and legal in 47 states. and um, <laughs> But I just don't seem to remember that stuff. So with text my future self, what it'll actually do is I say, hey, look, you know, remind me at it's almost like a calendar reminder, but I, you know, it's just for like random things that'll send on out there, and that has really saved my tail quite a few times. Okay, so uh, I just recently started using this. I know it's been around on Android for several years. It's called Tasker, and what it does is it allows you to set up different conditions based on where you're located, what you're doing. I have it set up to where when I open the Facebook app. For five seconds, it goes over my screen and it says, are you sure there's not something better you could be doing? And I have to wait for it to go away before I can start using it. So it kind of helps me discipline myself. I haven't played with it a whole lot. I, I just got it, but it is very versatile in what it does. So if you want to add some extra functionality or some little prompts like, hey, are you wasting your time here? You can do that with Tasker. It's really neat. I've got one that I use a lot at work. It's a uh, it's a time calculator. And, you know, anybody who is in broadcasting knows that when you're adding and subtracting times, it's 60 seconds here and that sort of thing. And it's it's easy to get uh, confused and make a mistake. So I like my uh, my time calculator. And another one I like is a magnifier. It uses your phone, your camera's phone, uh, to magnify some things, and it puts a little bit of a light on it. And oh, I know oh, I'm, awesome. I'm at the age there where small 
print, it just drives me crazy because I can't see it. I know one back when uh, cell phones still had a lot of SIM cards, they were having me read the number of the SIM card, and it was like, this is so small, I can't see yeah. it. So, yeah, I actually had to give it to a friend of mine, and he read it because I was like, that just all looks like lines to me. So Yeah, you didn't know. I didn't know Fuzzy was a fu- wasn't a font. <laughs> now, what I'll do a lot, I mean, just something that's just built into the phone, just like what you're saying, um, I'll snap pictures of things so I can actually make a picture of it and then just start expanding it out so I can actually see it. Because that, that same thing, I mean, we, you know... Um, Having to work on devices, trying to get these little serial numbers off of them and Codes stuff. And oh, all kinds gosh, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, anytime I go on site, I snap pictures of all the hardware, any passwords, anything like that, because my handwriting is terrible. Is that a Z or a 2? <laughs> I didn't put the little line through it. It must be a 2. No, it's a giraffe. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I, I think more people should take pictures of things rather than writing it down because, boom, it's there. You don't have to take time to write it down. Just one snap and you got it. Just make sure it's good and focused. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, the App Store for iPhone and uh, whatever the uh, Google, what is the Play Store? Place, okay. So that's where you would find most of them. I, mm-hmm. Is there are there other ways that you can uh, maybe a source for for useful and, and good apps that you know of? I've got apps gone free, which I like. Every day they have uh, four or five apps that are normally cost that they allow you to download for free that day, and there's usually a good variety of things. But w- other than just kind of searching through the store and, I guess, word of mouth, uh, any other ways to come up with uh, new apps? Definitely reading uh, tech blogs. Uh, they'll let you know about new apps and stuff like that. Um, Everyday tech, we'll, be, we'll yeah, start doing that. Yeah, 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 we can, yeah, we can start talking about apps. But um, <laughs> uh, Gizmodo, uh, they talk a lot about uh, apps and stuff like that, and so does Lifehacker, actually. Lifehacker is huge on it. I used to pick up a yeah. lot of uh, Like you said, and, and – um, I would definitely tell folks. What was the name of that one again, Kevin? Apps Gone Free. Apps Gone Free. There's a couple of things that are out there like that. Those things are great because they will expose you. Usually they'll end up having um, you know, one or two productivity apps. Mm-hmm. They'll probably have a free game app on there. You know, try to, it tries to mix it on up, and that's a good way. That's how I've actually discovered a few that were more, you know, useful for me. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of following that and uh and really word of mouth, you know, talking to folks, I mean what you know, all of us kind of have, I bet you if all three of us right now pulled up our phones, I mean, we're probably running some different things, but really just talking to folks. Oh, yeah. Um, you know? I, I'm part of a group on uh, Facebook. It's the Entrepreneurs on Fire group. And uh, he posts about the, the various things, you know, different things that can help people out, like podcasts and stuff like that. But he mentioned his favorite to-do app was something called Workflowy. And Workflowy works whether it's on your computer or on your phone or whatever, but it's just a really, really easy to use to-do list, basically, and you can break things down into bullets and, you know, all that stuff, and you can tap on the bullet and you can break it down even more. It's just really, really functional, really simple, which I think a lot of people would like. So we're talking about apps today, and that's some things that you can use your smartphone to do. One of the most simple things you can use your smartphone to do is call. So we're looking for your call this morning. A little slow this morning, but, you know, as as well said, between the three of us here, there's probably a number of different apps. I know if you're listening out there and you have a smartphone, you have a favorite app. So give us a call this morning. Let us know which ones you like that are helpful to you and useful or maybe fun to play with. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 672 7464. Uh, you can also email the show everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Not all apps are free, so um, any guidelines, su- tips, suggestions on when to pay and, and how much to pay? If you like the free one and you just don't like the ad, go for it. Yeah, a, a lot of times you're paid 
a lot of them will have a free option and usually the difference, like what Jeremy was saying, is, yeah, the free one's going to be supported with some ads popping up. Maybe you, know, you see this a lot with games, but there's usually also a paid version of it, and that's usually what you, you go with. So it's kind of a try it before you can buy it kind of thing. I mean, I would definitely say if you see if it has a paid version and a free version, try the free version out. You may not like it. You may love it, and if you love it, you know, go ahead. Um, you don't always get what you pay for, but you always pay for what you get. I would definitely say make sure you're reading some reviews um, before, even before you put ninety nine cents down. I mean, you know, um, it doesn't seem like a lot, and that's where a lot of people at, at one point there was a lot of kind of junk apps getting out there. So, oh, they're cheap. Who really cares? Well, yeah, that can add up pretty quick. Read the reviews. Remember, there's going to always be someone out there who's a huge fan. There's going to always be someone who will never be a fan. So really read it objectively. Get in there and see what it's all about before you lay down. You know, and I even suggest that before you even grab a free app. I just I don't want garbage on my phone. No, agreed. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'll tell you right now, even a free app, you know, you, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, Kevin. These can affect your performance. So a bad app can affect performance even if you're not running it. So basically collecting a whole bunch of apps that you're never, ever going to use or, hey, I just got it just because it's free, you can really be doing yourself a disservice there. Um, it's almost kind of like putting too many dang toolbars on your computer. They can slow you down. So, you know, read it before you click it. Definitely read the four- and three-star reviews, but go and give the one-star reviews a glance and see what the major complaint is. If a lot of people are saying things about app permissions, be cautious. Yeah, or battery. I think yeah, that, that's a good way to approach those reviews is to sort of the aggregate. And, and I think, Jeremy, you made a good point there. If if, if there's a problem and it's consistently mentioned uh, by a number of different uh, uh, commenters, then you know that that's something to, to look out for. Absolutely. Looks like we got a call on the line. So we will say good morning to Faye in Starkville. Hi, Faye. Hi, good morning. Go morning. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old Samsung Galaxy S4 cell phone that was working perfectly and then I charged it and the next morning it was dead like nothing no lights no beeps nothing and it was the 4th of July holiday so I tried a lot of things myself like cleaning the USB port straightening the little tab in there making sure my outlet was good making sure my charger was good taking out the battery pushing various buttons and nothing fixed it so after the holiday, I went to the local cell phone repair person, and he said it was not repairable, that it had a bad chip. Doesn't so sound likely I, to me. Pardon? Yeah. It doesn't sound likely. Um, did he try a new battery in it? I don't know. He took it in the back. <laughs> okay. Um, anytime you take anytime you take your device in for repairs, definitely get them to at least explain to you or give you an itemized list of uh, or ex- explanation of what they did to it. It sounds to me like you need a new battery. Now, I, I noticed that. Uh, did you mention the charge cable? I know you said you checked the outlet and the charger. Did you check the actual cable? Well. Works on a tablet. I have. Uh huh. Okay. 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 Yeah, I would say um, check out a new battery first. Okay. Well, so I believed him, and I bought a new phone. Ah. And then I got aggressive with my old phone because I wanted to get some of my contacts out of there. Sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, you know, I did a bunch of stuff again, only like way more aggressively, and I put a little paper under the battery to just raise it a tiny bit and it works like it, 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 
cards. It totally works. Wow. You know? Okay. Uh, yeah. So she had a bad contact. It sounds like service because I shut it off. You know, to make the new one work. So my question really is: um, Do you think I could trust that? Because I paid a lot of fees, like to, you know, activate the new one, and I will have a restocking fee if I return return it and. So do you think it's a trustworthy phone and that I can return this new one? I'm still within the grace period when I could do that. I I would say it's probably okay. I mean, you've been using it for two and a half years, and the only problem that you have was that the battery just stopped making a connection. I, I would say it's okay. Um, what kind of phone did you get, if you don't mind my asking? I got an iPhone SE. Okay. All right. Went from Android to uh, iPhone. So uh, were you able to get your contacts and stuff off? I was able to get um, any of them that were Google contacts. Mm-hmm. But it seems like some of the things that that I uh, I didn't have that way, they, they were just people I texted or something. Right. That, that those were lost. But I, I, I actually, when my phone turned back to on, I wrote them all down. Oh, wow. You know, Okay. I was so worried it was going to die again. So I do have them all. Okay. So uh, for any of our listeners, um, what, what's happened here is she stored some of her contacts with Google and she stored some of her contacts on her phone, which means that uh, she won't get them all when she logs back into her Google account because they weren't saved to her Google account. So when you're adding a contact to your Android phone, make sure that it's adding it to your Google account. At the top, it'll say either phone or uh, Google or whatever uh, storage method you've got. Pick Google. That way, when you get a new phone, you can just log into your account and all your contacts will come down. Now, if you don't have all your contacts in your Google Cloud, then you can export the contacts to your SD card and then re-import them, and it should allow you to add them to your Google Contacts. Now, that's on the S4. On some newer phones, it's a little bit easier to add them to Google than that. So I hope I've helped out there. It did help, and so um, thank you for thinking yeah, my old phone might be trustworthy. That's what my question was. Yes, All right. ma'am. All right, Faye, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We're looking for your calls this morning, talking about apps, but also taking some uh, everyday tech questions in general. The number to call, one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Next, we have Linda in Port Gibson. Good morning, Linda. Problem with my computer. I just got last week. Um, I called Dell, and they had me to reset the computer. Well, I did that, and it's been sitting. It went through the Windows uh, things, okay, but when it rebooted, when it, excuse me, when it rebooted, I'm still at 2%. That's been just, that's been since... Oh, about 2 o'clock this morning. My goodness. Linda, uh, did you buy this computer brand new? Brand new. I would not go through the trouble of fixing anything. Put it back in the box, take it back to the store, and say, give me one that works. Yeah, okay. if you're already having a problem right out of the gate, Linda, that, that's that's a headache that uh, you don't deserve. The uh, manufacturer owes you better than that. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Linda. Yes, ma'am. Now, in addition to that, she could try to go through the reset process again. Something maybe got corrupted. But I say if you just took it out of the box, take it back. Yeah, I mean, if it's that, yeah. Unless you just really got to have it. 
Well, yeah. she can't even use it. So I, I'd say I, I would just, agree. My PS4 when I got it did that, and I was debating whether to, to send it back. And I was like, well, I've got it working now. But then I'm like, you know that if that's the problem and it's brand new, that it, as it gets older, that's only going to get worse. So I, I did the same thing. Happy have had uh, successful gaming ever since. So take advantage of that uh, warranty period if you think there's something wrong, because that's kind of why they have it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, need to take another quick break. When we get back, looks like we got some callers on the line. Love to hear from you during the show. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We're talking today about apps uh, that make our lives easier. Also looking for your general tech questions. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 We'll be back with more after this. On MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilts Cotrere, information technology expert at Nucor Steel in Jackson and Flowood. And Jeremy Thompson is owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We're looking for your Everyday Tech questions, and we're also talking today about apps for your phone. Give us a call if you'd like to join the conversation. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 You can email the show, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Back to the phone lines we go. Uh, we'll begin again in Hernando with Marie. Good morning, Marie. Good morning. What do you have for us? I need to buy a new phone. Okay. And I, I, I use an iPad, uh, but I haven't had a phone, a, new, a good phone in a long time, and I, I don't know... I don't know what to buy. Well, Marie, you've made this pretty easy for me. I don't know about Wilts, but I think you should get you an iPhone. Um, it, it, depending on what size screen you like, I'd check out the uh, the SE and then uh, look at the uh, 6S. I think either one of those would probably meet your needs just fine, uh, and they're equivalent in power and everything. But since you already have an iPad, it's already going to be very familiar to you. The only difference is it'll have a phone button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be, yeah, I mean, you just... Yeah, no she difference. answered that one for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that is ideal. And I mean, really, um, you know, a lot of simplicity. You're going to back it up the same. You're going to work with it the same. Yeah, the only difference is you're you're going to be able to talk on it too. I got to give it to Apple on that one. They got consistency across their devices, so it's it's pretty easy to make that decision if you already have an iPad. Now you said an iPhone SE. The SE is a little bit smaller, and then they have the 6S, which is a little bit bigger. But I would go in-store and get them in your hand and see which one you like the feel of and then go from there. Yeah, and then even my uh, my mother-in-law, she actually went with the uh, the 6S Plus, which even gives – it goes from a 4.7-inch screen to a 5.5-inch screen. Yeah, a little, little bit easier on the eyes. I mean, I have to admit, I uh, if I could figure out a way to carry that thing conveniently on my hip – um, I would probably go to the plus myself because, as Kevin mentioned before, uh, fuzzy is not a font. So <laughs> it makes it hard to bend over and pick things yeah. up, though, doesn't it? Um, but, yeah, I mean, just like Jeremy said, though, go in the store, put them in your hands, see what work what works for you. 
Do you go to an Apple store? Or AT&T or Verizon. Just pop into one that's in your local mall or in your area and just get your hands on one. Thank you. Yes, right, Marie, thanks for the call. Yeah, I got the 6 Plus, but I was the same way. I wanted to make sure uh, that it would fit in my pocket, so I went to the local store and actually picked it up, and they I told them I wasn't stealing it or anything, but, <laughs> but made sure it fit in my pocket because that was my main concern. But I do like uh, the extra large screen because it really has helped out, especially when reading articles. I got so tired of having to scroll so much to you know to yeah. try to see the words that uh, I, I do like my 6 Plus. So. I recently upgraded to a Plus myself. I went from a Galaxy S7 to an S8 Plus. And I considered the S8 for a little while, but I actually really like the big screen. It's it's not too hard to hold. It, it It's beautiful. Yeah, I enjoy I mean, it very much. I'm, I'm thinking about it. See, I, I still wear my phone on my hip. I yeah. haven't quite gotten the pocket habit yet. So I, I got I to gotta still work on that. But, I mean, I, I suggest the same thing to folks when they're looking at laptops, too. Everyone's like, well, what laptop do I need? And they'll go, on, they'll go online and look. I say, hey, look. Step into a store. I don't, you know, it could be a Walmart. It can be Best Buy. It could be whatever's near you. Yep. And see what fits you. What works great for me, you know, may not be a perfect fit for you. Right. So, you know, uh, and that's definitely the case when it comes to these phones. I mean, there's so many different options. Put it in your hand. Yeah. Give it the touch test. I'll have people come in the shop, and they'll want recommendations for what kind of computer to buy. And I'm like, hold on now. You're asking me a very loaded question here. Yeah. First off, what size fits you? And then I'll go get a 15 or a 13-inch laptop, a 14, 15, all the way up to a 17, and say, which one of these do you think is going to fit you best? Why don't you just play with them a little bit and find out? And that helps a lot because a lot of people don't think about size being a factor when buying a, a laptop. But I like them small. Some people like them big. I, I want mine to be more portable, so I go for the smaller ones. Right. I know people who uh, do a lot with numbers. They actually want a separated number pad on their key- keyboard. Right. Rather than having, you know, no number pad off to that right-hand side. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like saying, I want a car. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the lot. <laughs> yeah. That, I think, was very useful, too. A friend of mine, when I bought my last television set, said a similar thing. He said, go into the store. Don't worry about brands and all that. Look for the TV, and the TV that has the best picture, the best color, that's the one that you want. So nothing beats kind of that hands-on experience when it comes to tech, that's for sure. Definitely. We continue on. Next, we've got Dawn in Oxford. Good morning, Dawn. Hello. Hi. Go ahead. You're on the air. Um, yes, I actually had a suggestion for a, a niche app, actually, but I mean, it's kind of a little bit of uh, fun for anybody who uses it. It's um, I know it's free in the Apple Store. Um, I'm not sure if it's free or not for Google users, I mean, uh, for uh, Android users. But um, anyway, it is called Sky Guide, and basically you can point your camera at any star in the sky, and it will automatically uh, calibrate your phone and tell you exactly what that star is, what the um, uh, constellation is. It will give you it. It has beautiful artwork of the constellation on it, but you can also tap on each individual star, and it will tell you all the information that we have on each individual star. But it also works as a compass, say, I don't know, if you have, like, a doomsday event or something, you can need a compass. It doesn't need Internet access to, to work or anything. And it also is pretty neat. You can point it down, like, at the floor, and it will show you the stars on the night side of Earth or the day side oh, of wow. Earth. And so you can pretty much tell where any star or planet is at any point of the day. Um, and it's just really neat for, you know, knowing what you're looking at in the sky. It's great for kids, too. All right. My son plays with it. So, Don, that was Sky Guide, G-U-I-D-E, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, thanks. That's a great suggestion. I know I had a similar app once, and uh, some friends and I were down on the beach one night, and a great it was great to just point your phone up at the sky, and again, you get all the information. You can see where the constellations are, and <clears throat> it was always interesting to me how, you know, it's like four lines of stars, and they've got some huge, I don't know, like a, a, a bear or, or something out of it. I'm like, I'm not sure how they ever figured that out, but I guess back in the day, their imaginations were, were, uh, were the only thing they had. They had so, no TV, no Netflix. That's right. They had to, they had to get creative. Uh, Sky Guide is is available in the uh, Play Store. It's two ninety nine, but there's a free one called Sky Map, and I think Google actually builds that one, and it does the same thing. Okay, yeah, those are those are all kind of really cool. Those are super cool. All right, let's move on. Next, we've got uh, Larry in Hazelhurst. Good morning, Larry. Yes, I have a question about a backup or uh, say iCloud or Google. I have a new uh, iPhone SE. I love it, and I have a new Dell desktop. And I, I've, I've used only the uh, publisher uh, and on the desktop and uh, the Internet and Facebook. But uh, I've had somebody try to explain to me how to save, uh, back them up. And, and I, I talk technical too fast. I'm 80 years old. So slowly, can you tell me how to back up? Well, Larry, uh, what you want to do is take your USB cable out of your charger, and then you want to hook that up to your computer. Now, if you don't have a program called iTunes, you need to download iTunes, and you can get that by Googling iTunes or going, I think you can go directly to iTunes.com. Yeah. 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 Uh, go to iTunes.com and download iTunes. Once it's downloaded and installed, then go into iTunes, and it will detect your phone automatically, and then it should prompt you if you want to back it up or sync it or whatever. Yeah, there's a button right there. It'll do the whole thing for you. And it'll actually, you know, um, it will probably ask you if you want to apply a password to your backup. And the idea of that is so somebody couldn't just happen across your computer and get to any of your information. Um, some folks, like, I, I'm personally a fan of doing that. Just make sure it's something that you'll remember because there is no recovery option for that password if you set one in there. So whatever it is, you want to make sure it's something that you remember well. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's it's... Seriously, as simple as installing the iTunes and uh, clicking the button. Yeah, that's the same thing for the desktop? Yes, sir. That's that's what you would install iTunes on. Okay. I was thinking about my SE. Uh, the same thing apply there? No, sir. Uh, on your phone, you're not actually going to have to do anything other than just allow the computer access to the phone. So you'll install iTunes on your computer. And then you'll plug your iPhone up, and it's going to say, do you want to allow this device to access your phone? And you said, you say allow, and then that opens it up, and then you hit backup, and it starts backing it up automatically. Well, that sounds simple to me. I'll try to download iPhones and uh, say okay, allow it, and uh, hit backup. All right, thank you. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you have any issues whatsoever, feel free to send us an email, everydaytech at mpbonline.org, and we will help you out in any way we can. Good to hear from you, Larry. Thanks for the call. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We're looking for your calls this morning. If you have a general tech question or you want to talk about an app, maybe one that you find useful, uh, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Our next caller is Hunter, who's in Mobile. Good morning, Hunter. Hey, how you doing? Good. Wonderful. What's your question? I have a question about um, unlocking a phone. Okay. Um, you know, to, to get a, like, straight talk or anything from Walmart, uh, they want you to bring in an unlocked phone. And I didn't know if that was illegal or... It's not illegal. ...the rules nope. when it comes to doing that. 
Um, it, it's totally legal as long as you have paid off the device. Your carrier should uh, provide you with an unlock code. Every carrier is a little bit different in how long that takes, so you need to call your carrier and say, hey, I'm ready to move, and I need my unlock code. Okay, and uh, so just say a Sprint, you can call Sprint or any of the That's correct, other and there was uh, legislation passed, it's been a few years, yeah. uh, where they were required to allow you to unlock your phone. It used to be a lot harder than it is, but it's definitely not illegal. It's completely within your rights as a consumer. Now, going back to it, as long as you actually own it, so you've paid right. off whatever you owe to them because so many of your cellular plans now, you're actually paying monthly for your phone. So just right. make sure that you know you've actually hit that number. But, yeah. Now, I don't know if that qualifies with the contract, like if you have to be out of your contract and your device is paid off. I'm, I'm not sure about that. But they should unlock it if it's, if it's paid off and you're not in a contract. For sure. All right. Well, that's that's all I needed tonight. Thank you. Fantastic. Hunter, thanks for the call. Let's get one final call before this next break, and it goes to Robert in Grand Bay. Good morning, Robert. Hey, how you guys doing this morning? We're doing good. What's your question? So, so I got an issue with my Wi-Fi system. My my son and I, we do some some pretty uh, extravagant gaming, and uh, I purchased a uh, high-end Wi-Fi router um, about a year ago. And I had some problems with the modem from my cable company. Uh, I wasn't getting the bandwidth that I was paying for. So anyway, they come in and they put in this new uh, extreme router that has Wi-Fi built into it. And my question is, what can I do to simultaneously have both of those routers um, up and running in, in the same house? Would there be any conflict with... Uh, interference from one to the other? There shouldn't be any interference, um, and you can just take one of your Ethernet cables that goes from your uh, your provider's router and take mm-hmm. that and put that in. It's typically a yellow port. Sometimes it's blue. It'll say right. Internet on it, and you take that and you plug that in there. Be sure that you cut the power off for both of your devices, then boot sure. up your modem, then bring up your router about, I don't know, a minute later, and then that should get them talking. So I, I would then I would I would then have uh, both of them have two SSIDs, one for two gigahertz and Correct. one for five. The router so is going to send four. out. I'm sorry. That that would make me have four different SSIDs within my house, right? Yes. Now, if you wanted to uh, nuke the ISPs, you could go into that router, log in, and turn off the uh, SSID broadcast. That way, you're not seeing too many at once. If you well, wanted to well, do that. The, the problem that I'm having is mm-hmm. I have TiVo uh, through my entire home, mm-hmm. and since I don't have the Wi-Fi turned on on my ISP's uh, modem yet, mm-hmm. uh, but my wife and daughter cannot stream my TiVo broadcast on the old router because it has to go through the new modem, and I'm wondering if I activate the Wi-Fi feature on the ISP's uh, modem, they would they would then be able to uh, to stream that because they can't stream it through the one I have now. That's interesting. I, I don't quite understand that. Does the router that yeah. you have now does that have a two gigahertz and a five gigahertz network? Uh, it, it does, but it's not active. I, I only have my old router that I'm using now. Now the previous configuration, I had a just a standard modem, and the TiVo uses what's called the, a Mocha network. Uh huh. Uh, to to stream within the house, uh-huh. and 
the Mocha adapter was between the Wi-Fi router and my modem. So it, there was no problem with the TiVo app on my wife and daughter's phone communicating with the Mocha network. But now it, it just can't, it, it won't, it won't communicate. Hmm. He's got, he's got me uh, scratching my head. Yeah, it's a bit of an issue there. I'm also, I'm not real clear. Are you saying that you have an older router and a new router and your modem router from your ISP? No, no, no. All, all I have now, uh-huh. they came in and they did away with the Mocha uh-huh. uh, adapter. Okay. They did a, They did away with my old modem. So uh-huh. now all I have is this modem slash router that my ISP gave me plus my, you know, $300 uh, Wi-Fi router. Right. And the TiVo and, will not connect to that high-end router. Right. Well, the TiVo is, is the, yeah, it, it, yeah, it says it cannot connect to the Mocha network. And the Mocha system is built into the new um, ISP router slash modem. Okay, so you're going to probably need to turn on the Wi-Fi on the providers, on the ISP's right, modem right. router and probably just use that SSID strictly for your TiVo. It sounds like is that okay? All right, that's, yeah. right. I, All right. that's kind of what I was thinking. I just didn't yeah. want I just didn't want the two networks, you know, the two uh, the two Wi-Fi systems competing for you know whatever. I know they all use you know millions of different frequencies and. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Robert, thanks for the call. And uh, as Jeremy mentioned earlier, uh, do that. And if you need a follow-up, they're available uh, via email. It's everydaytech at mpbonline.org, and they'll be able to give you some further assistance uh, on your problem there. Thanks for the call. Time for one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap up the show. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Everyday Tech on MVB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wiltz Cotrer, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. For the few minutes we have left in the show this morning, we're going to shift gears just a little bit during the break. Uh, Jeremy, you mentioned uh, net neutrality. Uh, and first of all, if you could explain to us what that issue is all about, and then uh, you wanted to... Um, Give some more information on it. Yes, absolutely. So net neutrality is about how traffic on the Internet is handled. And right now, everything is neutral, which means me looking at my Facebook is no more important than Wilt's looking at his Facebook. But if the Internet is not neutral, then that's going to allow ISPs to create those 
plans like you used to have where you or where you still do. You have to buy like HBO if you want those extra channels. Well, you'll have to buy your extra package to access certain websites at higher speeds. It is a really bad thing for the Internet. The Internet has been neutral, and that has allowed many businesses to flourish. But if the Internet does, is not neutral, then all the little guys will suffer because all the bigger guys will be able to afford the fast lane on the Internet, and few else will. So that will, that will stamp out small business. That will stamp out startups because they will not – if, if it takes longer than five seconds to access a website, do you just try to go somewhere else? Right. right. That's exactly what you're going to run into. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, one, one thing I thought about, you know, some of us may be old enough to remember back in the day there was this little company called Blockbuster. You know, Blockbuster pretty much uh, – Owned it when it came to video rental and everything else. There was this nice little small startup company called Netflix that we might have heard about. You might have heard about those guys. And, you know, and miraculously, and that that net neutrality, what that did is, is that gave the little guy the opportunity against the big guy. They were not treated any differently. What the loss of net neutrality would basically mean is like it would say, hey, I'm Blockbuster, I'm the big guy on the block. I get the I get the uh, the HOV lane. I get the you know the the super lane on the highway. But I'm going to put you over here on the two lane back road, Netflix, because you're not paying enough money for us to get there. And so you can just imagine what kind of creativity that would have that would have squashed the. And you know not just to really bash on our big retailers, but I mean it just kind of shows, you know the Lowe's, the Home Depots, the WalMarts, they have the money and the power back behind there, and you know. Um, but they also have the advantage because at one point they were the little guy. Exactly. And everything was neutral. Google was the little guy. I mean, yeah. Google started in a, in a garage, you know. So if, if the Internet wasn't neutral, then Google would not be a thing. We would still right. be using web crawler and everyone would be sad. <laughs> so <laughs> they would cry. So the real question is, what can we do about it? We need to contact our legislation, and we've made the, the the nerds of the internet have made it very easy for people to do this. All you have to do is go to battleforthenet.com, and you put in your information, and it will send a letter to Congress for you, or actually to the FCC, excuse me. Also, it will pop up another window after you've entered that, and you will be able to be connected to a legislator, your local legislation, to let them know how you feel about this. And even if you don't know a lot about net neutrality, it will offer you some valid talking points because you may not care right now, but if you have to wait five, ten seconds for that website to load or even longer, then you know you'll care. So now is really a good time to get informed and find out how important this is. This has been an ongoing battle for years, and we cannot give up the fight. Exactly. And so, uh, so this to me is an FCC regulation, or is it something that Congress is also uh, considering legislating one way or the other? It's mostly on the FCC, but I believe Congress can put tension on the FCC to to make them make the right decision. But as it stands, there's a lot of money in this. There's a lot of lobbying going on, and we, the people, have to to speak up because. It's not about money. This is about the little guys, and we need the Internet to stay neutral. All right. Small business matters. Absolutely. So it was battle... Battleforthenet.com. All right, very good. That's going to wrap us up for today. You've been listening to Everyday Tech. Our producer was Michelle McAdoo, and our phone screener was Patrick Price. If you missed part of the show or want to hear a past episode, you can go to mpbonline.org slash everydaytech or subscribe to our podcast. So for Wilts Cotrera and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick Shazo is up next. You're listening to MPB Think Radio.